Today is the seventh week of the sermon series, Planted. Everyone say Planted. Through this series, my prayer is that you would truly get planted in Christ. In fact, make that your resolution to get planted in 2024. Get so planted that nothing, no one or no thing can uproot you. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 6. And Jesus actually preached this sermon himself, y'all. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. How many have ever heard of it? If you grew up in church, you probably did. But if you didn't, you probably haven't. But Jesus actually taught this sermon from a mountainside. Thus we get the title, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus didn't have to come up with clever sermon titles and points like I do. Because he was the word. The living word. And Jesus concluded this word, this sermon, the Sermon on the Mount with a parable. The parable of the wise and the foolish builder. I'm going to preach that parable today. The wise and the foolish builder. Let's go to Luke chapter 6, starting with verse 46, and we're going to read through verse 49. And I'm reading from the Amplified. The Bible says, Everyone who comes to me and listens to my words and obeys them, I will show you whom he is like, or she. They are like a far-sighted, practical, and sensible person, building a house who dug deep. Somebody say planted. And laid a foundation on the rock. The foundation is critical, y'all. Where you are planted is, is critical. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against the house, yet could not shake it. Somebody say, shake it. I almost titled this sermon, Shake It, y'all. Shake what your father gave you. (laughs) Your heavenly father. But I didn't. Because it had been securely built and founded on the rock. But the one who has merely heard and has not practiced what I say is like a foolish man or woman who built a house on the ground without any foundation and the torrent burst against it and immediately collapsed and the ruin of that house was great. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that your word would go forth today. God, that you would speak in such a way that each and every person, regardless where they are in their faith, God, that they would hear from you today. They would know without a shadow of a doubt that you spoke directly to their heart, to their life, to their situation. God, let them leave this place knowing that you love them. You've got a plan and a purpose for their life. And no weapon formed against them shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, multiply the anointing on this, uh, this word, this sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. God, I pray that the anointing that was on Jesus, the word that day, as he spoke the living word, it would be on this sermon today. God, not just here, but everywhere it goes. Let it spread through the live stream, God. I thank you for this word. Speak, touch, minister in your mighty name. Amen. The Bible says that the flood burst against the house. The NIV translation says struck the house. The ESV says broke against. God's word translation says pushed against. Turn to your neighbor and push them. No, don't. The good news translation says hit. Turn to your... The Aramaic says beat on. 
The King James Version says beat vehemently. And the Berean Study Bible says crashed against. And if you don't know it by now, you are the house in the parable, believer. Now, how many can relate to any of these translations? Well, guess who the flood is? See, the prophet Isaiah said the enemy will come in like a flood, church, and he will come in at full force. Life will come at you. People will come at you. Circumstances will come at you. Tragedy will come at you. Demons will come at you. The devil himself will come at you, Jan. Now, I wish I could preach this morning that nothing will ever come at you. Nothing will ever come against you. I wish I could preach that nothing will ever shake you or shake your faith, but I can't. Because you know just as well as I do, that's not real. That's fairy tale preaching. Because life will come at you in full force. Life will shake you. Life will come crashing in like a flood with wind, rain, and even hurricanes. Or how about earthquakes? An earthquake will shake you. And if I'm going to preach truth this morning, our faith will be shaken, church. My faith has been shaken a number of times throughout my life. A few times in the past few weeks. Heck, the last few days. While preparing this sermon. But it's okay. I'm okay. I keep looking into the mirror and saying it's going to be okay, Joseph. Everything will be all right if you just hold on. There's a struggle every day you got to roll on. That's the TPT translation. Not the Passion translation, the Tupac translation. <laughs> I'm looking into the mirror, just preaching to myself, exercising my faith, standing on the Word of God, saying it's going to be okay. See, when life begins to shake, when life gets a little shaky, when people shake your faith, when ministry shakes your faith, when things shake you, Shake it off. Come on, I said, shake it off. The title of my sermon today is Shake It Off. Turn to your neighbor and say, Shake It Off. And anytime I say, Shake It Off, I want you to just do like this. Come on. Not spirit fingers, y'all. <laughs> no cheerleaders. <laughs> shake it off. Or maybe, Shake It Off. Somebody say, Shake It Off. What hit you might upset you, but it doesn't have to break you. Shake it off. It will discourage you, but it doesn't have to defeat you, believer. Shake it off. When tragedy hits home, it will hurt, and it will take time to heal, but it doesn't have to wreck you. Shake it off. Yes, yeah, devastating. It's discouraging, but it's temporary. It's momentary. It's not permanent, so shake it off. Being a believer doesn't mean that we're free from pain, tragedy, or discouragement. No, 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 no. It means that through Christ, we'll get through the pain, the tragedy, and the discouragement. Believe me, believer, you will go through pain, tragedy, and discouragement. I promise you. But through Christ, you will get through the pain, the tragedy, and the discouragement. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 27 that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. If your faith can be shaken, it will be shaken. Life will shake your faith, believer. But when it does, shake it off. Don't let it shake you. Shake it off. People will shake you, but shake them off. 
Come on, shake them off like dust. And that might be the most spiritual thing you've heard all week. And it may be the most spiritual thing you can do this week. Shake it off. Shake them off. Think about it. Don't ask God to fix something that shouldn't be fixed. Don't ask him to give you the faith to shake it off. To shake them off. There's some things that you need to shake off this week. Come on, if you're going to be real with God and yourself this morning, look into the mirror. There's some people that you might need to shake off. There's some places that you might need to shake off. The Bible says in Matthew 10, 14, if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. The contemporary English version says to shake the dust from your feet at them. Listen, it doesn't say shake your fist at them, although you want to, right? No, it says to shake the dust off of your feet at them. And the Bible says if they do not receive you, and what's the opposite of receive? Reject. And God spoke this to me a few weeks ago, Becky, and I've been itching to preach it. God says sometimes, many times, people's rejection is my protection. Come on. People's rejection is God's protection. So when so-and-so rejected you, God protected you. Them le- rejecting you was God protecting you. Them leaving you was God delivering you, believe. And some of you were unknowingly set free from demons. So don't be mad. Don't be sad. Don't be glad. Because God delivered you. He set you free. So let them go. Let them walk. But listen, don't walk away in bitterness, unforgiveness, or harboring hatred in your heart. Forgive them and forget them. Let them go. Because remember, Jesus said, if you don't forgive them, your Father in heaven will not forgive you. And you've heard me say this a million times. I'm not going to hell for no one, y'all. And so I choose to forgive so-and-so. But at the same time, I don't want anyone to go to hell because of me. Come on, let that sink in. Because they chose not to forgive me. That's deep. The Bible says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And so I choose to forgive so-and-so. And hopefully and prayerfully, so-and-so chooses to forgive me. Both are just as important because souls are at stake. So forgive and be forgiven. Seek forgiveness. Reach out to them. Do your part to make sure that you did all that you can to bring peace to the situation. Forgiveness. Because unfortunately, the reality is unforgiveness will send a whole lot of church people to hell, y'all. So will pride. See, forgiveness keeps you out of hell. Humility keeps you out of hell. So forgive and be forgiven. Circumstances will shake you. Tragedy will. Your job will. Your children will. Your marriage will. Your spouse will. And I can testify to that, y'all. I'm joking. Those closest to you will. Church members will, and I can definitely, not jokingly, testify to that one. The world will, culture will, the radical left-wing delusional Democrats will. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. Do you know that the radical left-wing delusional Democrats are under the influence? Demonic influence, y'all. Delusional influence. That's why I call them demoncrats. <laughs> you slide it out of end to de- Democrat and you get demoncrat. <laughs> and there's a reason why they're called the left and we're called the right. Because we're right, y'all. <laughs> we, we, we're on the right side, God's side. 
We stand on the right thing, his word. We live the right way, his way. And if I'm right, shout right. Satan himself will shake you. Remember, the Bible says that Satan asks for permission to sift Simon Peter as wheat or to shake him, right? Unfortunately, Jesus didn't say no, y'all. Jesus gave Satan permission to sift or to shake Simon Peter. And if he had permission to shake Simon Peter, guess what? He has permission to shake you. Steve, you. Terry, you. Bridget, you. Elijah, he has permission. Jay, he has permission. See, the bad news is Satan has permission, Becky, to shake us. But the good news is he can't break us. Come on, he said he can shake you, but he cannot break you. The prophet Isaiah said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The apostle Paul said in Philippians 4.13 that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. In Romans 8.31, that if God be for you, who or what can be against you? 1 John 4.4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, God will not keep the enemy, life, nor people from shaking you, but he will keep them from breaking you. Life might feel like a constant shaking, like you're constantly being attacked. Anyone relate to that today? Life is a constant shaking, believer, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I have to preach that. It's true, though. Life is a constant shaking. Did you know that the ground underneath your feet is constantly shaking? The ground right now is shaking under your feet, even though you can't feel it. The tectonic plates are always slowly moving, shifting, or shaking, right? Sometimes we can feel it. Sometimes we can't. When it moves from shaking to an earthquake is when you can feel it. An earthquake is a violent shaking from the earth's surface. Earthquakes happen every day all over the world. Earthquakes can bring major destruction to our world. How many remember in school we were taught an earthquake drill? Three steps, right? The three steps are drop, cover, and hold on. How many remember doing that in the hallway? Well, I want to quickly illustrate it for you so that you'll remember it. I want you to remember this word because when life feels like an earthquake, when things begin to shake your faith, I want you to go back to this word. So the first step is what? Drop. The second step is what? Cover. And what's the third step? Hold on. So right now, this pulpit is my protection, y'all. I want to get quickly, have a young person, because I'm not sure if an old person could illustrate it. Can I, can I get a... Can I get a young person to quickly illustrate this? Who will help me out? Come on, if you raise your hand, that means you're young. A couple of you. I don't care who you are. Just stand up right where you are, all of you. So the three steps are drop. Drop to your knees right where you are. Cover. Oh, no, no, you got to use your chair. Go to your chair. Now hold on. Okay, get comfortable because I'm going to need you there the whole service. Uh Uh-uh. I'm joking, I'm joking, you can get up. Let's give them a great big hand. Thank you. Maybe, maybe we should do it as a church. Just in case there's an earthquake, we'll be ready, y'all. Okay, everyone stand up. I'm joking, you don't have to. Maybe another day. But the steps are drop, cover, and hold on. I can preach that, y'all. In fact, I will preach that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. 
The Bible says, so then I ask you not to become discouraged by the troubles I suffer for you. In fact, my troubles bring you glory. This is the reason I kneel in the presence of the Father, from whom all the family in heaven and on earth receive its name. I'm asking God to give you a gift from the wealth of his glory. I pray that he would give you inner strength and power through his spirit. Then Christ will live in you through faith. I pray also that love may be the ground into which you sink your roots. Somebody shout planet. And on which you have your foundation. And remember the first step in the drill is to what? Drop. Paul said, I drop to my knees in prayer. The NLT translation says, I fall to my knees and pray. The Amplified says, I bow my knees in reverence before the Father and pray. And Paul said, this is the reason I pray. In the Message Bible, it says, my response is to get down on my knees before the Father and pray. Church, this must be our response. When life shakes, get down. Come on. Stop and pray. Drop and pray. Drop everything and pray. In a fire drill, the steps are to stop, drop, and roll. When life tests your faith, when you're under fire, believer, don't stop, drop, and roll. Don't wallow in your worry. Don't beat the ground in frustration or in anger. And did you know, by the way, that anger leads to danger? God spoke that to me this week. If you just add the D to anger, you get danger we've got to learn to drop to our knees and pray when life begins to shake us not to run around causing havoc not to roll around and wallow in our worry but to drop and pray go to the source of your strength come on the bible says don't worry about anything but pray about everything so prayer is the way you shake it off think about it the way to shake it off is to pray it off that's point number one pray it off to shake it off somebody say pray it off to shake it off Paul said I pray that God would give you strength and power see this is where our strength comes from this is where our power comes from a place of prayer you're never as strong as when you're on your knees before the father in prayer you stand taller and stronger by being on your knees in prayer, believer. In Psalms 91.4, it says, He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. And what's the second step in the drill? Cover. See, in Christ, you're covered. I said, in Christ, you're covered. And your protection comes through your connection. Your connection determines your protection. So how connected are you? Because that's how protected you are, believer. The greater the connection, the greater the protection. How connected are you? Because that's how protected you are. As a believer, we have a hedge of protection about us. How many knew that? How many didn't know that? As a believer, you have a hedge of protection about you. And this hedge of protection is a lot like an iPhone case. Or, or if you're not saved yet, an Android case. <laughs> Stay with me, I'm joking. It covers you. It covers you. It protects you. This iPhone is covered. It's protected by an OtterBox. And this is the best case and the best protection that I can buy for my phone. And believe me, I need it. 
because I can't count the number of times I've dropped this phone or the number of times that I will drop this phone. I've dropped and cracked a few phones in my lifetime. Anyone ever drop and crack a phone? Quite a few, right? Some people get mad and throw their phones. I've never done that. <laughs> I've wanted to. Like last Saturday, Ted, when you called me and wanted to talk for two hours. <laughs> I'm joking, y'all. It was three hours. <laughs> this case keeps me from cracking or breaking my phone. Now, I don't purposefully drop my phone like that, but when I do, it's protected. Right? It's covered. Did you know that I can stomp on this phone and kick it around? I can put all my weight on it and still not break it? Why? Because it's covered. It's protected. I can even take this out in the parking lot, throw it in the parking lot, and run over it with my Jeep Gladiator. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind doing it with someone's Android. Any volunteers, we can film it, go live, right at the service. You're committed. <laughs> I can pick it up, shake it, and not break it. I can beat it against this pulpit, y'all, and still not break it. Why? Because it's covered. It's protected. It has a hedge of protection about it. You've all heard the saying, you get what you pay for. And if I buy a cheap case, guess what? I get cheap protection. And cheap doesn't necessarily cover or protect my phone and by the way ladies just because it's cute doesn't mean it protects your phone and that might could be said about the cheap guy you're pursuing just saying that's another sermon if I take this case off of the phone it's unprotected right the Bible says to put on the full armor of God Ephesians 6 13 in the message Bible it says be prepared you're up against more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help that you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than mere words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. And in the same way, and I'm still reading the Bible, prayer is essential. Somebody say prayer is essential. So the next time they get the audacity to try to close this church down, we're going to stand up and say prayer is essential. We refuse. Come on. In this ongoing warfare, pray hard and long. Think about it. Prayer is your covering. Prayer is your protection, believer. Prayer is like your iPhone case or your Android case. It covers you. And the more you pray, the more you're covered. The less you pray, the less you're covered. So pray more to be covered more. Think about it. With your life insurance, you pay more to be covered more, right? You get what you pay for. And so I've got more coverage on myself than I do my wife. Why? Because I want her covered just in case something happens to me, God forbid. But I want her taken care of. And so you get what you pay for. Point number two is you get what you pray for. Come on, let that sink in for a moment. You get what you pray for. Pray more to be covered more. Jesus said pray and it will be given to you, but don't misinterpret this. Jesus isn't saying you can pray for a million bucks and voila, you'll get it. No, 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 no. And it's not like those stupid forwards that y'all fill my inbox with. Forward this and you'll be blessed. It don't work, y'all. 
don't do it it's spam but Jesus, the Bible does say in James 4 2 you have not because you ask not in the south they might say if you ain't praying it you ain't getting it y'all see prayer determines your protection you stay covered by staying in prayer prayer covers you like a shield or an armor it covers your mind come on it covers your thoughts it at times covers your mouth how many know some of us need to cover our mouth at times it, bef- I've always said this before you say it pray it hmm? before you spew it <laughs> pray it and, and at times we, we need to make sure that before I say it if I'm going to say it I'm going to make sure that I prayed it first so that God would release and, and give me a release and, or cover me and not to say it it covers your marriage it covers your heart it covers your spouse you need to pray for your spouse daily think about it they have to put up with you daily Bob in fact we all need to be praying for Joel daily right Joel we had to have therapy right before service it's a joke they're good look at them they're completely in love we love them Prayer covers your children, your family, your future, your home, your business, your finances, your faith. Prayer covers you. How many want to be covered? I mean, we all want to be covered, right? Then pray more. Make that your resolution for 2024. Pray more in 2024. You need more power? Pray more. You need more strength? Pray more. You need more peace in your mind? Pray more. You need more protection, believer? Pray more. Somebody shout, pray more. Uh, Your pastor, believe it or not, is under attack daily. I need you praying more for me daily. And I thank God for those of you that pray daily. I I cherish your prayers. Thank you so much. Uh, How many know President Trump is under attack daily? Every single day, and he's fighting for you. He's fighting for our future. He's standing up, protecting you, your children, our nation. See, they're not out to get him. They're out to get you. He's just standing in the way. And so we need to pray more for leaders like that, especially for President Trump. No one has fought harder and stood stronger for our nation, for our future. Hebrews 10, 23 says we must continue to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. The one who made the promise is faithful. The third step in the drill is what? Hold on. Somebody say, hold on. The Bible says we must continue to hold on. God is faithful, but we have to be faithful to hold on. So continue to be faithful to hold on to your faith, regardless of what comes against you, regardless of what beats against your house, what comes crashing in. Continue to hold on to the promises of God. Be faithful to hold on to his promise. Be faithful to hold on to the word of God because God is faithful. In, In an earthquake... We hold on and embrace for impact, right? See, this applies to Christianity. We've got to learn to hold on and embrace for impact. See, faith doesn't prevent the storm, church. No, it keeps you through it. Faith doesn't prevent the attack. No, it keeps you through it. Faith doesn't prevent the shaking. No, it keeps you through it. So hold on and embrace for impact. Jesus said that the flood will hit the house. Your house will get hit, believer. But he said it will not shake it. 
or it did not take it out. I'm sure it shook in some way, right? I mean, if your house is in the middle of an earthquake, it's going to shake in some way. Hmm? But it will not take it out. It will not fall. It will not fall apart. Paul said we are hard-pressed on every side. Crushed, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Therefore, we do not lose heart. So when life shakes you, shake it off. Come on, shake it off. Pray it off, because life will shake you. It will shake your faith if your faith has never been shaken. Raise your hand and then stand to your feet. Look around. We've all been shook. But our foundation is the key. Jesus said, he must be our foundation. The rock on which you stand, because all other ground is what? Sinking sand. Our foundation is critical, church. Can we take just a few moments to inspect our foundation? If there's any cracks in our foundation, if our foundation is sand and not solid rock. See, when Jesus is your foundation, your house will get hit, but it will not fall. It will not fall down. It will not fall apart. But when Jesus isn't your foundation, it will fall. It'll fall apart. And this applies to every aspect of your life. If Jesus isn't at the center of your marriage as the very foundation, the rock on which you stand, your marriage will fall apart eventually. Mark my words. So make Jesus the foundation, the foundation of your marriage, the foundation of your life, the foundation of your finances. Can I preach that? Make Jesus the foundation of your finances, not last on your list. Put him first on the list as the very center, the foundation, and all the rest will be blessed. That's biblical. Make him the foundation of your family. And, and although it will get hit, it will not fall apart. Psalms 46, verses 1 through 3, and I think I'm going to try to close with this. It says, God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. This is the Passion Translation, the TPT, not the Tupac. A powerful place to find refuge. A place to be planted. You're a proven help in time of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear, even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear, even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crushing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. When life shakes, shake it off. The Living Bible says, let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble. And notice there, there's an exclamation point at the end of this statement. And it almost sounds like King David is saying, shake me. Shake me if you can, Satan, because you can shake me, but you cannot break me. And notice how verse 3 ends. It says, pause in his presence. Church, we've got to learn to pause in his presence. When life begins to shake, when the mountains begin to crumble, when your faith begins to shake, when tragedy hits home, when things fall apart, when people attack, we've got to learn to pause and pray. 
Can we pause and pray today? When my life gets a little shaky, when things begin to fall apart, doors begin to close, when people begin to attack, when demons start to speak, when, when my faith is shaking, when, when ministry shakes me, and believe me, it does. I'm talking about shaking like an earthquake. I follow the three steps. It's, it's, I always do. Drop, cover, and hold on. Point number three, when life feels like an earthquake, drop, cover, and hold on. On many days, you'll find me right here at this altar. When life begins to shake, this is where I shake it off, y'all. Come on, this is where I pray it off. This is where I drop. This is where I get covered. And this is where I hold on. If you're here today, and you say, Pastor, I feel like I'm in the middle of an earthquake. Or the shaking of your faith. I encourage you. I invite you to join me here at this altar. To drop, to cover, and to hold on. And so right now, if you're here today and you're in the middle of a storm, the enemy has been knocking, attacking, speaking. Now open up these altars. I want to take a few moments this morning to drop, to cover, and to hold on. Come on, how many... How many will join? Father, I pray over every house, every person, over every marriage, over every family, over every mom, dad, single mom, single dad, over every teenager God over every attack on their minds on their future on their faith on their life on their physical body their, their health on their finances God I pray that today that we would make you Jesus the very foundation on which we stand, the rock. And we would plant our roots deep within you. Let nothing uproot us, nothing shake our faith to the point of breaking or falling apart. Jesus, become the very foundation of this church, of every member of this church, every person under the sound of my voice 
God, become their foundation, the rock on which they stand. God, when life begins to get shaky and things feel like they're falling apart, that we'll simply drop cover and hold on. Go to the source of our strength. You are our source. We thank you.